Welcome to Spectral Chatter with your hosts, Nick West and Chris Thurman. Let's get to the show. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Spectral Chatter. I'm Chris. Yeah, I'm Nick. Tonight's show, we go over the types of hauntings and everything accompanying. What do you have first? <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, uh, let's actually just go over the briefly, you know, the types of hauntings, and then we can discuss each one of them. So, if you're in the paranormal, or at least talked about paranormal with uh, people, you've probably heard most of these. So, you know, you got your standard residual. Then you got your intelligence or intellectual. And then you've got demonic. You also have uh, poltergeist or poltergeist. And then shadow people or shadow men type of hauntings. So let's jump right into the first one, which is an uh, easy one. It's residual. So that's quite literally a... Uh, where the structure around it or something is absorbing all the energy and it's taking all that and releasing it in it to like a play-by-play book. So it's like a little movie. It just keeps repeating itself over and over again. A lot of things that can cause that, mostly if your area is covered with limestone, uh, has a lot of rocks or minerals around it. So like an old Oh, excuse me. <laughs> so like an old cave or, uh, you know, something like a whole big old building of cement sometimes will uh, retain all that energy and just keep releasing it slowly and it replays itself every, in a cons- consistent pattern. Now, it cannot just be uh visual as well you can hear sounds you have your audio visual and even physical things such as a door that's been there forever well every day at two o'clock in the morning open up or you know two in the afternoon can open up and then shut itself as long as it's consistent and uh, in a nice pattern it will actually be considered still residual Yeah, the I found that some of it's not consciousness. They don't know, acknowledge you or anything that is going on. Like you can set up uh, trigger objects or doing EVP sessions at location, with only residual activity will do no good, as there is nothing there with a consciousness to respond. So it's pretty much just how you said a videotape replaying the same act over and over. Which is cool. Yeah. And you'll see these at a lot of places like uh, famous war scenes, uh, or war sites, sorry, uh, like Gettysburg. You'll have a lot of residual haunting there where you'll see what looks like wounded soldiers just walking from left to right. They don't interact with people. They don't, uh, you know, cars can drive through them. People can walk through them. They'll phase through walls. You know, you know it's just as if they were still there back in the, you know, right as the event happened. Uh, for some people that will see, like, ghosts that will walk through a wall or try to look like they're opening up an old door, that would be a partial residual haunt. That uh, doesn't mean that there can't be an intellectual haunt there as well with the same person, but just something's recording the image or, or the energy of that spirit or... Uh, event that happened in that place. The other one is intelligent. Uh, This type of haunting is the main type of haunting investigated by paranormal investigators. As the name implies, this type of haunting has intelligence or consciousness associated with it. 
For those that believe ghosts are spirits of the dead, this is the conscious consciousness of the deceased individual, whomever it may be. It can respond to questions, react, trigger objects, and interact in many ways with investigators, which is pretty much what we caught with Emily down in Havana with Oliver's voice as the trigger object. Yeah, and that's the one that most investigators want to go after is an uh, intellectual haunting or intelligence haunting. You know, because they want to get answers. Or at least a, a reply back. The first two are pretty plain simple. I mean, got one like a movie theater. You got one that's something that replies back to you or reacts to you, like make a noise, you know, make a knock. Uh, the next one is a demonic one. Uh, these ones are far and few in between. Uh, you really don't hear, have too many demonic, true demonic possessions uh, or true demonic hauntings, I should say. Uh, a lot of them can be like what's called a trickster demon, which is a low-level demonic being that uh, tries to imitate voices. So if you hear like a, like a voice of your cousin who was just there that weekend trying to talk to you, trying to say something, or just saying your name, that's typically like a demonic. And it's usually a trickster demon that comes out and does that one. Uh, a true demonic one, like uh, something like the lower levels of demonic beings usually does not come out unless there's something of high value like um, someone who's a, like a medium or a, a psychic or something like that something that offers them a little bit more than just a normal person those are the types of ones that you would see uh, or hear about sorry uh, a demonic being a uh, demonic being possessing them not saying they can't possess a normal person, but, you know, it's just more common you see it with someone who says, you know, they've always had visions or feelings about areas and stuff like that. So they're some sort of sensitive to the you know, psychic or medium personality. And our next one is we got Poltergeist. You got anything on that, Chris? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, Hollywood has told us that poltergeist means noisy ghost in German. Hollywood was close, but it actually means rumble ghost, which is, I guess, could be construed to mean the same thing. The thing that Hollywood got completely wrong is in the poltergeist movies is that the poltergeist activity is caused by a ghost of some sort, generally an evil or demonic one. Many people currently believe that the poltergeist activity is caused by a living human who is referred to as the human agent. The human agent historically has been a female who is going through puberty, although there have been some cases of male human angst as well as older female human agents. It's believed that the physical changes that in the girl's body is undergoing combined with the other emotional psychological or physical variables result in the activity manifesting uh, the activity is believed to be psychokinetic or pk in nature this means that the person is able to move physical objects with their mind which i don't know some some people have actually looked into that It is thought that this com comes as a result <clears throat> of self-preservation reaction by the brain when the subject is not dealing with the certain things in a healthy way. Activity can include large objects being thrown around the room, pennies raining from the ceiling, people being scratched, punched, or pinched. Some poltergeist cases, physical or sexual abuse may be at the center of the activity and usually the person responsible for the abuse is the target of any attacks. The person is the human agent is generally very afraid whenever activity occurs and they are 
aren't aware that they are causing it, nor do they have any control over it. Poltergeist activity is rare, and there are only a handful of true poltergeist cases throughout recent history. The chance, chances that you will experience this type of haunting is very low. Uh, through research that poltergeist cases are mostly most likely a hoax mainly by the human agents themselves upon questioning most of these individuals usually children admit causing the activity when adults weren't looking or not present in the room the reason for why the hoax was conducted was always some of needed attention as such as it is the official stance there is no such thing as poltergeist hauntings which they always said the what was it the one that Ed and Lorraine went to over in England the Edinburgh Manor they said that was hoaxed yeah. from the kids just throwing stuff around and just being little brats but they seem to have found uh, actual evidence Ed Lorraine did and cast out whatever was over there that's if you guys believe anything from Ed and Lorraine Warren which I do I don't think they're hoaxers but that's my opinion <laughs> what do you have on the poltergeist activity yeah uh, like the where the incident happened over in the United Kingdom, uh, you know, the movie itself actually kind of did like a similar explanation of it. Is that the, you know, they caught the kid on camera doing some things, but they were supposedly that part was also based on the true events where the kid said that the spirit was threatening them and stuff like that. So. They did actually capture something like that, but there was also, you know, audio of the kid speaking in multiple different voice that's completely different octave than what them is, but that's a different story altogether. But yeah, uh, the poltergeist activities are very unique, uh, and they're interesting because, unfortunately, they're mostly been popularized through the Victorian era, where you would have those uh, mediums or psychics who could you know, with summoning people and then things would start banging around and stuff like that, which were all hoaxed up, uh, taken from an old dramatic, uh, folklore and stuff like that from events. So, uh, real poltergeist activity, there usually occurs over places that, uh, have a lot of limestone underneath of it, um, and other energy enriched minerals over the facility uh, a lot of hauntings actually major hauntings that have a lot of activity actually are over a limestone bed um, it's quite common you know like over in uh, uh, around California Arizona and New Mexico area there's a lot of limestone in that whole area and some of the areas around there have a lot of activity and more thought is that the just a lot of energy is being released which is what's causing the uh, poltergeist activity to occur or a latent uh, psychokinetic energy that some people have because it is weird that it is uh, centered mostly around young females it, anywhere from around 13 to 25 you know and once they approach the area activity picks up once they leave the area activity drops down they try doing a there are some studies that try to do like a blind study where they put a cloak and figure uh, a mask over top of the female to disguise it so the spirit couldn't see the actual person if it was like a some sort of trickster demon or something like that and you know it's still the same activity keeps it happening if they are just in the area or near the area so walking around the perimeter sometimes will trigger it as well so it's very interesting and very unusual as to what actually makes it occur. Uh, 
uh, uh, just off the top of my head, I can only think of like only a few locations that actually had true what poltergeist activity, where it occurs on a regular basis or occurs on when certain things are in place, like uh, a female, a certain age, or um, certain people entering that area. So as you said, it cannot just be female, but it's more likely caused by a female happening. Yeah, and they're very rare to actually see a true poltergeist activity because you'll have other things like trister demons uh, and stuff like that, or just a high activity of regular intellectual spirits causing mischief. As I mean... There are one, there are, uh, you know, some spirits just like, like little kids would, you know, like to have fun. And so they'll move things around and just do things on their own. Or they just could be an angered regular spirit who doesn't want people living there and try to shoot them away, which some people call poltergeist, but I just think it's just a angered intelligent spirit all right so those are the real main ones that you would some of the main categories that most people have always heard about when they see these kind of uh, activity or uh, paranormal shows or re, uh, talk shows or uh, articles and stuff like that you'll hear mostly about those one that's a little obscured because they call it some other things or they classify it as something else is the shadow people or shadow men uh, haunting uh, now do you got anything to start off with this one Chris or do you want to take it no I didn't find anything yet I've been <laughs> I had all the pretty much just the basic ones we went over through yeah so, shadow men are very interesting. So, with uh, with this, this is is they're just like they sound. They are a dark figure that appears in the middle of a room, or uh, most commonly reported at the foot of the bed of people staring, and it's just an ominous figure staring at them. Well, they can't see their face, no facial features, no eyes. Uh, sometimes they're described with eyes, though, but it's more like most of the time you will see just a black silhouette of a figure. Now, the problem with this one is that a lot of them who are uh, saying that they appear at the foot of the bed or in the middle of the room are saying this after waking up from sleep. But uh, it's actually been they've not really been proven, but they've been able to make, uh, through some research, able to make the shadow men appear, uh, by doing some research and discovering that some of these people have sleep uh, paralysis. So that's where your body is numb and still in a sleep like state. So your mind's not in control of it. subconsciously uh, controlling it. And you're still waking up from a sleep like state. So something from your dream can be pulled into reality. And you'll see a lot of this with um, some people thinking that they wake up in the middle of the night, uh, you know, and they just peered around the room because they just woke up suddenly and saw like a dead relative or uh, a friend that passed away a long time ago or someone that they were thinking about, a loved one. So they were thinking, you know, those were part of, a, you know, more of a, like a demonic one. Uh, with uh, someone who hasn't died and they see it in their room or uh, a doppelganger effect where they're seeing someone who's still alive but they're not really there. But a lot of that can be attributed to sleep paralysis. Uh, they did a small study about this uh, where you know, some people were seeing figures when they wake up and they were able to record that, yes, they were going through like a sleep paralysis event rather than a uh, like being fully conscious and aware 
and sleep paralysis can differ between different stages where you have you know you wake up you open your eyes uh, and you look around the room you still have a little bit of motion but you don't get up right away like you normally would if something stirred and woke you up so it's that delayed part where you're not getting up right away like you normally think you would when you hear something wake you up that's kind of like with the difference between uh, where some of these people are seeing these figures is that they're just waking up looking around the room but not sitting up like you a normal reaction would they're seeing these figures so that's a possible explanation for some of these shadows of people other times where they've been captured on video camera uh, an additional shadow that has been you know that should not be there not caused by any backlight because of either a floodlight or an IR light being projected onto it uh, which is a little bit of a beneficial of an IR light versus a regular floodlight is when you record with an IR light uh, versus a floodlight the IR light will actually overshadow will disperse many shadows because shadows are not reflective instead of and then so if there was a shadow standing behind you and you have an IR light uh, shining in that same direction where that shadow would be because of the backlight causing it the IR light would actually disperse the shadow of a person standing behind you an actual person person not just a shadow man but some of these have been uh, these shadow men have been seen with those IR lights shine through them so they're recorded so that there's no real possible way that it's someone behind them uh, some of the some of the weird things about shadow men is that they vary from height uh, or vary in height sorry so you'll have like a normal human height but usually a tall uh, human height so like six foot five six six uh, anywhere from that size to all the way up to over 10 feet in tall and some people think because of these uh, high, high uh, change in heights that they can be that makes them more of a demonic being because uh, there is not a true known reason why there is a shadow man so some people think that they are evil or demonic in nature or an evil spirit not necessarily demonic but something that wants to try to cause harm um, some of them think that they are just a regular spirit that just cannot manifest fully so they create a just a void where their body should be and others are uh, think that there could be a different type of uh, being such as a wraith or uh, uh, a rake or a wraith which are two different uh, beings from more like a Celtic uh, literature which there are which those are beings that are uh, want, uh, things that want to cause harm so which could be an angered intelligent spirit yeah so there's a lot of things that can that they could be and this is kind of one of the reasons why we want to talk about these hauntings that the shadow people are interesting because of a lot of principles there is no clear defining one as to whether they're evil good or not in most cases they don't cause any harm but some people see them as like an omen for uh, bad things to happen uh, one thing that people think that is another reason why they cause uh, or why they are evil as a cause is because uh, like I mentioned before that a true shadow man can appear with an IR light shining at them which means that the that the light is being absorbed so it actually is voiding out all the light that's in the area to create that shape which people are con uh, equating that to all right it's a void of light it absorbs light so it must be of a dark nature so it has to be an evil in nature but there have been shadow men seen um, like a resi uh, residual haunting uh, 
so you know they'll show up in the same pattern you'll see them keep wandering a hall like a guardman or a guardsman uh wandering through a hall uh there's a over in england there's a famous one where there's a knight that protects a uh, like an old castle area that's turned into a, a small bar and you will see like a shape of him just roaming the halls or roaming the corridors at night so but in nature he's none of them has caused any harm or at least not that one so uh you know it's a little bit hard to see uh say what they could actually be some people don't want to get near them be afraid to be absorbed by the darkness thus be possessed or at least changed in some way you know it's they're a very interesting topic because no one's have a uh, a great idea of what they could be uh, you know with the popularity of, with the internet and uh, TV shows that have been starting for almost 20 years now uh, with uh, paranormal no one's came to a concrete solution as to what it could be because some of them do have shapes and sometimes you can see like a little casting of their face making it look like they're a regular intelligent haunting and then other times you'll get them where they're void of all sort of uh any sort of shape so you just have like a big old block as if they were wearing a big old trench coat in a shadow and you know this is where I think where we as paranormal investigators need to actually, it would be nice to be able to find a location that these occur on a regular basis and see if there's any sort of communication that could be done with them. But it's uh, a little bit harder to explain all the way. Uh, I know you have said you haven't found anything, any sort of research, but what's your opinion on it, Chris? Well, I've saw one. <laughs> At the Havana Gym, that uh, I think it was the second summit. I was panning my video camera. Granted, I didn't have a decent video camera, so I couldn't capture it, and I didn't have an IR light. And the light that I did have wasn't good enough, so I couldn't capture the shadow person on the video camera. I saw it with my own eyes, running across the top of the balcony, and... I just froze, like, did anyone see that? But I don't even think you all were paying attention. Like, I saw it. I think they're at least some form of a person or something. I mean, it has to be at least intelligent that's there at Havana to try and, like, keep away from us. But we haven't actually got the chance to actually get any clear evidence from there um i actually had a personal experience uh with that as well so when you were at the gym you're talking about the uh as you're facing the as you're facing the bleachers the stage is on your right and it's in the upper right hand corner yep yeah that's where a lot of people say they see a shadow person from at that location well we decided to sit up there uh Myself, uh, Kelsey, and uh, another guest were up there, and we were sitting up there doing a little EVP session. Now, I had my camera towards the door where people, where uh, our guest was saying that they saw something there. So I had it towards there, and I'm talking about the door that leads to a basement. So I had my camera there with the IR lights pointing towards that. But as I'm looking towards there, out of the corner of my eye, I see a shadow person run across the door that leads out to the outside uh, that you can see uh, up there, from up there. So light was shining in, and it was creating like a little shadow of a person sprinting and going straight. Only problem is that if you went straight, literally on the, right by that door is an artificial wall. Now, a long time ago... Uh, 
that wall did not exist and the stairs that are, are still there and you can still see the stairs uh, that lead up to the upper deck of the bleachers you know people kids used to run up and do, down those things all the time during PE classes and stuff like that so it kind of looked like someone probably around five foot four five foot six so not a very tall person but tall enough to block out most of the window to let the light in and which is what let me see the form that it took and again this is a near out of the corner of my eye i wasn't staring directly at the door but i was staring near it just enough to see it and now uh, Kelsey also said something about seeing a shadow person in that same area, but thought it was just the light playing tricks on her. Because we're in a dark area, your mind wants in dark areas your mind wants to try to create similar shapes that it's used to seeing. And this is another reason why the shadow men, uh, for personal experiences, are you know they're not many people don't agree with them about that they're even existing because our mind tries to create similar shapes, tries to find similar shapes that we're familiar with so that we can, you know, it's just part of our instinct for survival. Yeah, that's so. the thing, though. You need you need video evidence for that stuff. Like, Ghost Adventures, for their, like, uh, their main movie that they made up before they had the TV show and everything, they caught a shadow person on their giant video camera with an IR light down in the hall probably 20-30 feet they see the shadow like he's it's like he looked out and then just casually went back to the inside of the corner and they all rushed down there and the door that was there was boarded up and locked and there was no stairwell it was just an empty hall and like one room, but there was nothing where anyone could go up the stairs or down the stairs, and they were just freaking out. It was an actual solid piece yeah. of evidence. Yeah, and, and a lot of the ones that I've seen for Shadow Men or Shadow People in general, uh, when they are captured, they are captured through IR lights, and those are the best ones I can see. Uh, I see a lot of people take pictures around, but there are things that a flash can create a, and uh, basically make it look like it's a person because of how it re how the flash bounces off of everything, and that's one reason why I like the IR lights a little bit better is that they don't bounce as well as regular light does because they're on a different spectrum so they are mostly literally just clasping the area in the shadow that doesn't mean that they can't create a shadow because it does happen but when you have a constant beam versus just a quick flash you know you can actually get a you get a much better picture of the area so uh there are a lot of places that have caught captured that and for some reason and which is always weird that I don't really get is that the shadow people when they have been captured they look like they are just looking out at the person or people in the area and then ducking away or running away from them as if they are you know and this is something else that I've been kind of thinking of uh, with the string theory uh, phenomenon uh, with quantum physics saying that there are parallel worlds in, uh, laced within our own worlds. You know, uh, some may say that there, you know, for every decision we make, there's a parallel world created off of that one. But there are other ones that say that there are only X amount of parallel worlds that are residing in the same physical plane. And with quantum physics, that is explainable. But uh, So it kind of makes me wonder if that is something that's happening because they always seem to peer out you know and look at that person or group and then try to walk away like as if they don't want to be seen by them and 
this is the only ones that I've seen that were actually captured. So possibly that it could be also a parallel world of another person roaming around the area. Maybe they don't have that same building there, but that's why they can duck into walls that are solid or boarded up. Or maybe in their world that's not boarded up and they're hearing noises and they're peeking out and seeing us, you know. It's just, there's just a lot of things that could be causing this and so much we don't know, which is a great way to start a discussion. And I love to actually talk with more people what they their opinions about it. Yeah, it would be nice to get their take on everything. Like David Lowry and yeah, I mean, everyone there else. Are... Yeah. Uh, there are there a lot of places that, uh, you know, have, have websites, websites that, that post, post about paranormal, paranormal and they, they have their, their take, take of it. Of it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it'd be nice to have a big old discussion, maybe. Because a discussion sparks, sparks, you know, you're throwing, throwing ideas, ideas off of other people. Other people. And, and while you could write a nice thesis, thesis paper, paper on, on a subject, subject when you start, you start talking, talking with other people, people you, start you start getting, getting and they're bouncing, they're bouncing their, their perspective, their ideas, ideas off of you. you. That may start uh, a change or a way of your thinking and may come up with a different way, which is always a great way to, you know, do things. So that's just another reason I like to have a discussion with other people. What's your take on elementals? Uh, like the, like like a four spirit or those type of elementals? Yeah, like fairies, elves, leprechauns, which I doubt those. I don't know if those are actual, real, <laughs> but like elemental sprites and stuff like that, like forest creatures. Well, the thing with with uh. With like that, the elementals with uh, forest or uh, sylphs or uh, gnome salamanders and stuff like that is that they're based upon a myth or a story. Uh, and it's a little bit hard to, you know, everyone always thinks that, you know, these stories or myths are always based upon true events, but. At the same time, you know, you go back and look at some storybooks, and they were created by an author. So they weren't, you know, you know, they were just someone's imagination that could have been part of a bard being telling stories around, and the idea just grew and grew. So, while I don't believe in, like, uh, Nifs or a sp sprites could be a one that we could see as a like a tiny spirit, you know, and that's glowing light. You know, they could be the actual true nature of a a true orb, which you know is a glowing something that glows on its own. So something like that, I could see. You know, they're calling it this, but it's actually that sort of deal. Uh, but for the most part, I think it's mostly just a, a thing or uh, story or fairy tale. Something to entice people or to warn people to stay away from certain areas. Because, you know, you tell them that, you know, don't go in the forest over here. Why? Oh, because of, you know, it's got a whole lot of sinking sand. People don't come back. doesn't really spark too many people to care because they'll still explore. But if you tell them that there is a, uh, a salamander, a creature of fire that resides in that forest or a dragon or, you know, a gnome, you know, something that a physical thing that they could possibly see. And if you give it enough detail they'll start turning objects that they see into that object. You know, it's that, uh, you know, your mind trying to make sense of the darkness. So you will see a face or something in the darkness, and that will scare you away. 
That, I mean, that's my take on it, but I mean, it's kind of hard to say on anything like that. Yeah, I was just curious because that was one of the points on this topic. Uh, what was it? Oh, Inhumans. That was one of them. Like, uh, elementals, earth, water, wind, fire, and ether. Yeah, and I kind of, I kind of actually glossed over inhuman as, because there are subcategories for it, like shadow people and demonic. They're technically two, they are both technically inhuman, as we don't know the true nature of shadow people, and demonic has not ever been human, so... Yeah, uh, with the, I mean, with those type of ones, the nymphs, sylphs, uh, pygmies, which are also known as gnomes, uh, salamanders, or uh, dragons, I guess you can also use that term, uh, you know, those ones are a little different, and while there's certainly an interesting aspect to it for a lore standpoint uh with actual documentation there's not been that much um like the other two creatures i mentioned before the rake and the wrath uh, those come from two different areas of the world I, actually i think they're asian not i said celtic before but i think uh i think they're actually asian now that i think about it Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're still something that's not as popular as uh, there are cre other creatures that are still not as popular in the mod in more of a modern world as ghosts and spirits. Yes, I mean, as much as we have, as many cameras we have around us, we are still finding like spirits around that we can document, whereas these other. Uh, subcategories of inhumans a wraith wrath demonic and stuff like that those ones we are not able to capture as well or have not been able to capture as well in a modern society back in the victorian eras and stuff like that where they were doing uh and in the early 19th century we or 1900s they were doing exorcisms so they were having a lot more demonic beings come about which, you know, are demonic possessions, I should say, not beings, but which a lot of them has been debunked as, you know, uh, a lot of psychosis going on. So mental illness being mistaken as that. But, you know, as we progress along with our investigations, that, because, you know, we're, uh, us as a group here, we're trying to do more investigations now that we have uh, a little bit more time and we can, uh, you know, go out and adventure more. So I would like to actually see if we can come up with something, an answer for something of these shadow people. Because the rest of them kind of have like a definition where, you know, it's more concrete that you can observe. But with shadow people, there are still mystery as to what their true nature is. Uh, it's kind of like the black-eyed kids uh, ph uh, phenomenon that happened. Some of them has actually been... Uh, some people have actually associated that with the shadow people as like a different form of them. Remember uh, those stories? Uh I know about the black-eyed kids pretty much. I didn't. I didn't know that yeah. people linked them together with shadow people. Yeah, uh, because uh, the reason that they linked them together is that some of uh, the shadow, because uh, some of them said that those kids disappeared and formed into a black shadow, and then walked away. As one story as when they disappeared, but. 
some of them are, you know, they just said they see them and then they just disappear. I've known that they've, the, or, <clears throat> the shadow people or the black eyed kids would come up and ask someone to like use the phone and they need to be like invited into the house or car or whatever. And if you do invite them, you get deathly ill and about die. Oh, that was like, I think one instance, a woman had a car at a gas station. She ran in to get some bread and milk and left her kid in the car. And she got back in the car and she looked in the mirror and saw a black eyed kid with like a hoodie on. And she was like, who is this? And the kid's like, oh, I saw him outside the car and he wanted in. So I let him in and he got deathly ill. And I think she got into a car wreck later on. But survived but the kid got deathly ill but he survived which was creepy I don't like the black eyed kids I don't even like reading up on that shit <laughs> I don't like them at all it seems like it's more vampiric like they need to be invited in like it's a vampire lore almost or a mixture between vampiric and uh, demonic as you know, vampires will drain the life force from you right then, but a demonic will also do it over a longer period of time, which could cause illnesses and other things. But yeah, uh, one story is that uh, this woman was outside her house uh, for a long time. In the middle of the night, she kept hearing people knocking on her door. And finally, one day she got up and took a look outside. Her outside light, or motion-activated outside light was on. She could see tracks coming into, up to her house, but then kind of stop. And then, so she went out there and opened up the door, because she lives in a real country area, so there's not a neighbor for a good distance away. And so she goes up, opens up the door just to see if someone was out there, and, you know, just moved to a different location who needed help. So it was like middle of the night. And she saw these two kids with, you know, you know, pitch black eyes. And, uh, but they were dressed in, uh, older style outfits and older style haircuts. Uh, not dressed for the season either. Uh, and at first she thought she mistook him for like the, uh, like a Mennonite, uh, because apparently there were Mennonites in the area. Uh, and everything else like that. So she invited them in, into the house, and then they walked into the house. And next thing that she knew, they just saw like a black mass of the figures, of the kids that they let in. And then they just kind of disappeared. And then, four weeks and months later, she became ill, and uh, eventually she got better. But I don't know how uh, the story. I, I, the story didn't actually uh, conclude how she got better, but she started having like uh, bleeding. Uh, she started having like vomiting blood and dizziness and everything else like that. So something happened. She was able to get better. Possibly it was like a cancer that occurred and you know they were able to remove the cancer uh, yeah so I mean that's why um, that's one thing that's been kind of weird is that most of these people who've seen the black eyed kids have developed cancer afterwards so but uh, that was the whole relation between the Shadow Men and the Black Eyed Kids is that a lot of them have seen where they disappeared. They form, they turned into a, just a, black, a small black mask or a big black mask. And, you know, and then just wandered her way as that black shadow. 
So that's where some people are associating, kind of associating the two stories together, uh, or the two uh, phenomenons together, I should say. Yeah, I, all I knew was they were separate, not linked together. That's cool. Huh. Yeah, no, it's not popular, but I this is one while I was doing some research, I found this one article that's linking them together, just because of certain how some people describe them disappearing has always been that they were you know dissolved into a black shadow figure or a black mass and then disappeared so they were kind of I mean they were kind of trying to put two to two to get uh, two and two together uh, which is I mean that's interesting to do and this is another reason why discussions help out because I mean possibly that could be a thing it could be that you know there are two separate things and they just have very similar characteristics i'll have to look into that a little more yeah it's quite interesting uh yeah the shadow uh like all the rest of these type of hauntings the poltergeist and uh intellectual demonic and stuff like that they all kind of have a root a sort of thing that you can centralize a uh, centralize around but the shadow people have different um, origins and stuff like that and there's no concrete thing saying it is this or it is that or it could possibly i mean there's always possibilities that it could possibly be this as the cause or this could be the cause or you know all these little minor things but nothing to centralize around except for that they are you know a shadow of a person like we even had our own experiences with it uh seeing the shadow men but we can't explain it is it you know spirit of a kid who just couldn't form him couldn't get enough energy to form a solid shape um, is it a trickster demon trying to appear and you know and stuff like that uh, is could it possibly be another type of spirit that we just don't know about uh, such as some people see white spirits uh, like the opposite of it instead of a shadow person they see a glowing white person you know, could they be protectors? Could they be defenders? Could they be assaulters? You know, we don't really know much about them, and that's the interesting part about the whole thing. Yeah, everybody that's said that they've saw, like, shadow men and shadow people, it's like a solid black mass. Like, the, it sucks out all the light in the room. It's darker than dark. Which is creepy, because that's pretty much what I saw that night. It was just a giant black man. And then there's... Some people have noticed temperature drops in the area. Some people have noticed a temperature increase in the area with these people. Or these uh, shadow people. Um, I, there are just so many different factors that keep appearing that it's a little bit hard to tell it's hard to sort it out into you know what could be this type of shadow that type you know that type of shadow kind of like we have full apparitions partial apparitions you'll have that with the same thing with the shadow man as there's been a few cases where they've seen the shadow man where it just stops at the shoulders with no head and they always get a bad feeling about that well i mean if you saw a regular person with no head, you would have a bad feeling anyway. So it could be <laughs> similar sort of feeling there. Yeah. The paranormal world is really, really weird. Like there's so much that we don't know about. And then there's some stuff that we do kind of know. But the hard thing is we can't yeah. reproduce that stuff over and over. It's, maybe one in a hundred times you go into this certain location that you'll randomly see a shadow person but 
it's like you have to, I don't know, keep a log of the moon phase, like what weather conditions are outside, what time, mm -hmm. and everything, and then go back at that same time, like a week from now, and see if it happens then. That's yeah. what most yeah. of the investigators are doing now. They're keeping a log and then going back at certain times and then seeing if it's reproducing that same evidence. Yeah, and if we had another um, another hotspot area where we could go back and go do that to, I would actually love doing that. Go every weekend, like every Friday or the 12th day of the month or whatever 12th day of every 30 day cycle and try to reproduce that log down everything you know humidity and stuff like that moon phase temperature uh air bar uh, barometric pressure all that stuff you know beginning during and then at the end you know just randomly start logging that or logging all during the whole course and see if we get similar results uh, but that's gonna have to be for another time though till we find something like that that's what JP was doing I think the second summit he had his like laptop and barometer and a bunch of cool gadgets hooked up and I asked him what they were and he was like we're trying to figure out like temperature and all this stuff and humidity and see if it'll mm -hmm. if we can get a decent reading and see if it will if we get activity at this point in time that it'll work and then we combine all that information and then come back like next month and see if it's the same see if we get the same like triggers and evidence but that was the last I'd heard about what he was doing with that. I haven't heard about anything JP's been do up to lately. I think he's just doing like home investigations or just keeping down low with everything now. Yeah. Uh, when he had all that stuff, he actually bought a whole bunch of scientific equipment to test that stuff with. So he spent, he dropped a pretty penny. On, yeah, all that, on all that, <laughs> so, which I mean, you know, if he can afford it, more power to him. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know what happened. I think he kind of he he's dropped out of the main light just because of some issues, but hey, you know, taking things easy. But yeah. Now that could be something for another discussion we could talk about. He also had at the first yeah. summit uh, giant night vision goggles. He was down in the basement. We were walking around, mm -hmm. and he had his night vision goggles on, and he was like, there's a shadow down here. Or he saw something with him, but I couldn't see nothing with my eyes. Granted, it was dark down there, so couldn't see really anything. But he could. But he was swearing there was something down there. That's when we had um, that one medium. Not Cheryl. Um, can't think of her name. Yeah, the young girl. Yeah. That one. I can't think of her name. Blanken. Uh, I'm horrible with names, so... <laughs> <laughs> She told yeah. them, like, all the spirits that were there without him, like, giving her any information. So, I kind of felt that was at least credible. That's the last time that i known that there's any mediums other than that one that JP was going around trying to find stuff on the walls that night. Or was that a medium or just... A random person that wrote stuff on the walls yeah yeah that was just someone probably writing something in sage on the wall we shouldn't have the power to do that that should be like an owner 
of the building or house. Uh, I mean, should, yeah, you should need permission to do that stuff. So I think that'll actually do it for this episode because covered a lot with it. Well, until next time, this is Nick and Chris signing off.